Good morning, folks, and welcome to part two of this week's episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain. As Devin may have mentioned, uh, we are unable to get together like normal this week, so we decided to split it up for the second time in the show's history, illustrious history, I might add. Um, so this time we decided to do something a little bit different, in case you haven't listened to his episode yet. He handled the defense, and I'm going to handle the offense. I think he probably got the better end of this deal after watching this game. So let's get into it. The offense looked a lot like it did in the previous games, unfortunately, right? So a little bit of game script, just go through that, and then we'll go through position by position. But we started incredibly slow once again, being held pointless in the first half. So this year so far, we have lost the first half in the last four games, 63-6, to which is just inexcusable at this point. I don't understand why we're starting so slow or necessarily how to fix it because the second half was the best team of the league offensively in the second half, which just blows my mind that we are capable of both halves of that coin, right? We can be so bad in the first half, get so productive in the second half. And it's not like we're getting blown out and these games don't matter, with the exception of Detroit, of course. Take this game, for example, right? Broncos go up 9 to nothing at halftime. We start moving the ball in the third quarter. We're not moving the ball against the prevent defense at this point, only up nine. Clearly something in the game plan shifts. I know historically we have been so good, so good at those scripted plays, which are the first like 10 to 20 plays, dozen plays, something like that, where you come out and you know exactly what you're going to run every single play. And Lafleur, especially under Rodgers, was very good at that. Very, very good. We'd always come out to these strong starts and then try to hang on for dear life to finish off the game, right? Now it's the exact opposite. We come out super slow, super soft. Game plan does not work. Apparently we throw it in the trash at halftime and come roaring back. The problem is at that point it's too little, too late. And yes, we did take the lead technically this game towards the end there. But once again, too little, too late. I mean, you can't spot a team nine points or more in most cases, every single half, right? That is just not sustainable at the NFL level. That's why we're two and four. Simple as that. If we played half as good as we did in the second half in the first half of these games, we'd at least be 500 right now, right? At least. So we got some things to figure out. We got some things to figure out. But let's start talking about some position groups, kind of what what they all did, how they played their part, both positively and negatively. Let's start with the offensive line. I got a lot to say about Jordan Love. We're going to save him for last, though. If you guys remember back just a few weeks at this point, month, two months, whatever it was, when me and Devin were talking about strengths of the team at the beginning of the season and before the season, we both said offensive line, right? That was supposed to be a strength of this team. I understand that Bakhtiari is out and will be for the rest of the year and probably forever at this point. But the rest of the line has just fallen apart. Fallen apart. Simple as that. Jenkins seems like a shadow of him, of his former self at this point. Now, to be fair to him, he seems to still be coming back from injury. So maybe he's not 100%. It doesn't seem like those movement skills are quite back yet. But even so, he commits that questionable, to be fair, holding penalty that knocked his out of field goal range on that final drive which ultimately led to Jordan Love making a poor decision, which lost us the game. We Let's just go left to right. 
Let's just go left to right. Rasheed Walker looks bad. Every game, there are plays that he makes highlights for the defender across from him, where he just gets blown up, doesn't look like he knows where he's going. And it seems at this point really hard for me to believe that Yash is not a better option. I'll talk about overall construction of the line in a second, but man, I mean, he looked good in the preseason. Apparently looked very good in training camp. But he's been kind of a dumpster fire over there at left tackle. Just, yeah, we got to do something with that. Like I said, we have Jenkins and the struggles he's kind of going through and, and what we thought was supposed to be a very strong portion of the line at the start of the season is not at this point. We got our backup left tackle in there. He's not playing up to standard. Our Pro Bowl left guard is not playing up to standard either. Like I said, come back from injury, so I'll give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Josh Myers, another not great game. I mean, he hasn't had a great game in quite a while at this point. The offensive line, quite frankly, looked better when he got injured for a series. Zach Tom came in at center, and then Yash came in at right tackle. We started moving the ball immediately, and then Myers came back in, and we need to figure out if we're utilizing all these people to their strengths, right? John Runyon Jr., who was just supposed to be steady Eddie, right? He's supposed to be kind of the weak link in this offensive line, but just average. He's playing below average. And then we have the only bright spot. Zach Tom is is really our only starting caliber player, it looks like at this one. Him and him and Jenkins kind of week in and week out. And you know, if you move him to center like we did when Josh Myers got out, you're you're taking away a very valuable asset at that right tackle. Zach Tom is a very good right tackle. Excuse me. He's a very good right tackle, and his future in the NFL is probably at right tackle. I'm sure he'd prefer that over center for monetary reasons, if nothing else. Overall in this game, we just could not get a lot going, right? It was the best running game we've had all year, except for the, with the exception of against the Bears, which you would think would be some kudos to the offensive line, but we played the worst run defense in the NFL. The worst. And that made our terrible run game look okay. And that's as, as good as I'll give it. Is it looked okay. Pass protection-wise, this group is not terrible, this offensive line. But if we can't get anything going in the run game because they can't f- open holes for anybody, it really just doesn't much matter. Right? We're losing in the trenches week in and week out. And I know I may be not be getting into super specific plays or anything, but at this point, I'm just frustrated that the last... Three, four games have all looked the same, right? Even that Saints game. It's the same formula as the other three, our last three losses. We just happened to win because the other kicker missed a field goal. This week they didn't, right? Game script, everything looks exactly the same. Our inability to run block looks exactly the same. Things got to change. I don't know if that means that we switch around who we have playing where. Maybe we dabble a little bit more with Zach Tom at center and Yasha right tackle. They seem very hesitant to do so, and I doubt they will. Stenovich, our offensive coordinator, came out this week, said that Josh Myers is playing the best ball of his career, which is in a super high bar, if we're being honest. That doesn't sound like someone who's about to lose his job to Zach Tom anytime soon. So I think realistically, the only move that they may make going forward, Yashin for Rashid, and I don't particularly particularly see that happening anyways and I should mention that you know their pass blocking overall is pretty good 
right? I do want to give credit where credit is due. No sacks on the day. So that's always a good thing. But if we can't get this run game going and we can't open holes, I mean, it is really going to limit what we can do offensively going forward. All right, so I'm going to move on to pass catchers now and kind of start specifically with tight ends and get back up on my soapbox about how we are misusing this freak talent we have in Luke Musgrave. He's targeted five times, four catches, 30 yards. Cool. I don't understand how we're utilizing him or why. This is a man that should be going down the seam, right? We saw it early in the season. We gave it a couple tries. Did not work out. Jordan missed him. I've likened him to kind of a discount Jimmy Graham play style wise. This is not Travis Kelsey, right? It's not a tight tight end that we should try to get in space so they can kind of weave through the defense, right? Not even Evan Ingram, for being honest. This is a seam stretcher. He's tall, long, and fast, and he should be treated as such. I don't get why we're trying to do these little wide receiver, in this case, tight end screens out wide. That's not his game. He's not particularly agile, as I've talked about, ad nauseum. He has poor balance, not super agile, doesn't have great acceleration. What are we doing? Use him to his best abilities. And I feel like that's probably something that we're struggling with as a whole on offense. Does not feel like we're maximizing what our players' strengths are. All I want from Luke Musgrave, some shots down the seam and some deep crossing kind of climber routes across the field. It seems like we've had some success with that this year, just not with him in particular. But I feel like given his speed, his height, his catch radius, that'd be really beneficial for him. I don't want to see any more screens. It's not his game. Never will be, just given the kind of athlete he is. Obviously, he got banged up a little bit. He got that kind of cheap-ish shot from Kareem Jackson where somehow he got hurt. And you would think, hey, probably concussion. Dude got rocked. Looked fine on the sidelines. All of a sudden, he's got an ankle injury. How does that happen, right? Now, I'm sure everybody else out there is as frustrated as I am where it seems like every single game, a ton of people get hurt. Now, Devin probably talked about in his episode, most of them were defensive players. However, come on, guys. It'd be nice to have a full team out there for once. Speaking of players that are not being utilized correctly, Christian Watson. What happened, man? Right? So in this game, he had three catches, 27 yards, long of 23. Cool. I like the long of 23. That's good. Once again, not a huge fan of the usage here. I just, like, what happened to everything we did with him last year, right? He had so many explosive plays in that in that little stretch of time. And it feels like we haven't seen him run any of those kinds of routes, or if we throw deep, it's never to him. Always to Romeo or Samari for some reason, or Jaden Reed. It does not feel like we're utilizing him to his best abilities at this point. He's another guy... Kind of similar to Luke Musgrave, honestly, where he's got that long build-up speed. We need to utilize that. Deep crossers, drags. You know, he scored against the Eagles last year on kind of just a little drag around here, out around the defense. That's something easy that we can dial up any down. Could be a good play. Now our offense is so boring and unexplosive. And we're just seeing nothing from, from some of our best athletes. Christian being the primary example. 
just need to see something from him. Feels like all year he's just been kind of there, right? This is who we were hoping to be our number one for a decade. We need to see some of that explosion. We need to manufacture some touches for him somehow, right? It's just kind of boggles my mind that we have such a stagnant offense. We injected it with so much young talent, athleticism, and it feels like we're not using it to the best of their abilities. Meanwhile, we've got Samari Toure out there getting two targets for some reason. Don't know why. When every snap he has should probably go to Dontavian Wicks. Stat came out a couple weeks ago that Dontavian Wicks has the highest success rate against man-to-man coverage in the league. Meanwhile, this guy's getting like a dozen snaps a game. Every time he's out there, makes a play. One catch, 17 yards. Little wiggle after the catch. He seems to be the only person at the moment that has any yak on the team. Any yards after catch. You make a man miss. I know Devin always talks about how slow he was. Is. Due to his combine numbers, but he's somebody that can make something happen. He's somebody I want to see the field more. We got to get him involved a little bit. And it's also a little weird that we only really get him involved on trick plays, right? So he had one throw for 14 yards to Aaron Jones, which was, that was kind of a cool play. Unfortunately, it got wrecked by the safety coming down just a little bit. So we couldn't, couldn't really go for the, the touchdown throw there. He kind of checked up on it, threw a shorter, safer throw to Aaron Jones and got his 14 yards. My knowledge, he's been involved in every single trick play we've done this year is either the recipient or was involved somehow, which seems a little odd that we won't just throw him the football, right? Just only come in for trick plays and that's it. Like, let's get him the football a little bit. He should have all of Samari's touches, all of his targets, 100% at this point. I know this will disappoint Devin, but Samari's not going to be anything in this league at this point. He's 25 years old. This is probably his peak. Love him. Love what he did for us. Uh, last year against the Lions, we kind of came out of nowhere. That was great. Got talked up a ton in training camp in the preseason. That's wonderful. But when it comes to Sundays, he's not doing a ton. I'd much rather see Dontavian out there. I think he has a much higher ceiling. I think he's shown that he is getting a little bit more work done with the limited opportunities he's been given. All right, so let's talk about Rome. Kind of an up and down day for Romeo. He has a touchdown catch, which was woefully underthrown. Wrestles it away from Patrick Sertan, who's a phenomenal corner, by the way. And then he just drops that second touchdown. Now, thank God Jaden Reed was there to catch it. Otherwise, game over. That was fourth and goal. We would have been toast at that point. We also had that 50-50 ball down the sideline um, where Jordan ended up making the wrong read, but throws it to him. You'd think that he probably catches that seven, eight times out of ten. Doesn't come down with it. Romeo is kind of a, a streaky player in general. Feels like he makes some phenomenal plays, and then he'll just kind of drop it other times too, like he did on that quick little slant that Jaden caught. I know that he saw a fair amount of Patrick Sertan throughout the game, but we just need somebody to step up in that wide receiving room at this point. Between him and Christian, preferably. I mean, Jaden, who, like I said, caught that deflection, which was awesome. Way to keep your head on the swivel. Feels like he's disappeared a little bit the last couple games after being a real threat down the field and quick outs and all that, which I think is more game plan and script dependent because I think Jaden 
has a really good shot at becoming a, a great player. But once again, just not really, we're not really given anybody kind of an alpha amount of opportunities, right? We got a couple guys on this team that I think could become something pretty special in the wide receiver room. Meanwhile, we're spreading out all these targets, which at times is a good thing. But at times, we need someone to just go win consistently. And it feels like that is not happening. Essentially, outside of the two touchdowns that I mentioned, none of these guys did anything of note, right? No real splash plays in the past game. Some of that's on Jordan, some of it's on Lafleur, and some of it's on the receivers. There's several plays where guys are running the wrong routes, running into each other. I think it was on like a third and five on kind of an out route situation. Two guys just stand next to each other while Jordan sails the ball out to the right sideline. We are too deep into the season, and a couple of their cases, too deep into the careers, being second-year guys, for this kind of stuff to happen. You have to know your route tree at this point. This isn't game one. This isn't the preseason. We're putting trust in people that are not really giving trust back, not really earning it, it feels like. Our group I was really high on coming into the year, with I felt the the talent that we injected into this room really disappointed so far and just the lack of consistency. And we flashed some playmaking ability, some of them, but just consistency. Week in and week out, showing up, doing your job. So I touched on a little bit, kind of spreading out the love a little bit, target share-wise. So our leading receiver was A.J. Dillon. That's a problem. Two targets, two receptions, 34 yards. He had that long of 29. I kind of that dump off. We made a guy miss, which is great. Finally, somebody made a play, right? But besides him, the rest of them are Rome at five targets, Musgrave at five, Christian at five, Aaron Jones at five, Jeremy Reed at four. That's great, but if nobody's doing anything with all those targets, what's the point? Past game as a whole is way too anemic for the kind of talent we have out there that we're trying out there week in and week out. So that's a little bit of a tangent, but I'm very disappointed so far, at least in the last couple games with the receivers. Because I think there's so much potential in that room and they're just not realizing it for one reason or the other. On to running backs. Before I get to my weekly A.J. Dillon disappointment segment, what are we doing with Aaron Jones? Why are we even bothering to play him if he is on such a tight snap count that he can't even be in there for the final drive of the game? What's the point? At this point, I wish we would have put him on on IR a couple weeks ago. Maybe by now he would have been healthy because the offense looks so different with him on the field. So different. And that 29-yard catch and run that I talked about a couple minutes ago with A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones might take that to the house, and that's what we need. I know I talked about it last week or two weeks ago. We need some electricity out of the, the backfield. Running, pat, catching, doesn't matter. A.J. Dillon not providing it. Aaron Jones can if he can stay on the field frustrating part is that he looks good when he's on the field offense looks different he's got juice making people miss kind of making up for some of the poor run blocking I talked about he is such an important part of this offense 
realistically too important at this point because we did nothing to back him up with a similar type player. It sucks to say because A.J. Dillon had some had a pretty good game, right? Back-to-back pretty decent games. He looked all right against Vegas. He looked all right against the Broncos. Problem is, those are two of the worst run defenses in the league, and if you can't look at least good against them, that means you're not very good. Now, I've talked about how bad the offensive line run blocked in this game and has all year. But A.J. Dillon is not the guy that can make the most of that. Right? He just doesn't have the elusiveness to run away from the defensive lineman that breaks through the line. Right? He needs a head of steam. And he can't get a head of steam because the offensive line isn't run blocking well enough. I don't want to keep bashing on him. Right? I think he's okay as maybe a third running back. But the problem is there's there's no explosion. There's no upside here, right? Like I said last week, you look around the league. Even backup running backs are popping off 20-yard runs, 30-yard runs, right? Once again, A.J. Dillon, long of 15. That's where he maxes out. That's it. Like I said on that reception where he had a 29-yard reception, made a man miss, got into the open field. It was That was great. But the problem is, he looks like a fullback out there. And not one of the athletic ones. He does not look like Kyle's use check, even. Right? Looks like Juice could beat him in a foot race at this point. They're just, he has such a low ceiling. Play to play. He's a good player. Good in pass protection. He has pretty good hands, especially for a guy's size. Relatively nimble. But play to play, he's not going to get you more than 15 yards unless something weird happens. And for an offense that is so devoid of juice, of electricity at this point, of big plays, we need a threat somewhere. That threat is not in the passing game at the moment, and it's not in the running game unless Aaron Jones is on the field. The reason it's not in the passing game is because Jordan Love cannot hit a deep ball to save his life. He's the worst deep ball thrower in the NFL. And every week, we just add examples as to why. I don't get it. This is a guy that has a big arm. Should have all the tools. But it just doesn't come to fruition. He's not able to put the ball in a catchable spot for anybody but the opponent, it seems like. I know I sound pretty down on him at the moment. But that's just because there's a cap on our passing game, right? Like I just talked about, there's a cap on our running game with Adrian Dillon. There's a cap on our passing game if we can't attack the, the defense down the field, right? And, and given the athletes we have on the team, there's no reason we can't do that besides Jordan can't get the ball there, which sucks to say, and, and hopefully they can figure it out. He continues to just underthrow ball after ball, game-ending interception being a good example or that there is a place that ball can be to make it catchable. But it's got to be at least 10 yards down the field. He's got the arm for it. Seems like it's a footwork issue. Seems like he's kind of leaning his upper body too far back and putting a little too much loft on it when he should be stepping in. At that point, this is a 50-60 yard throw. You have to drive that ball down the field to get it there. 
and instead he leaves it short, gets picked. Different week, same story, right? It wasn't all bad. I liked what he did with his legs, right? That holding call right before the <clears throat> right before the interception negated what was a really nice scramble by him. Heads up play. And clearly we've put in a quarterback draw into the playbook, which is interesting. I, I kind of like that because it was wide open multiple times. Free yardage, that's something we desperately need in this offense. The traditional running game just isn't giving it to us down after down. So I like that wrinkle. I think that was smart. He's proven that he's probably a better runner than I expected, right? Last or two weeks ago, he stiff-armed Max Crosby. Not exactly an easy feat. He doesn't have crazy top-end speed, but he can he can scoot a little bit, which is good to see. Now, passing-wise, that second touchdown was awesome, right? Went through Rome's hands. Thankfully, Jane Reed caught it like I kind of talked about earlier. But the fact that he was able to, once again, we've talked about this before on the show, but the fact that he was able to manipulate the defensive lineman and linebacker guy coming at him with his arm angle, that's some elite stuff, right? A lot of quarterbacks throw that ball straight into the defense's outstretched arms. Incomplete at the line, gets swatted. We saw that happen to Aaron a lot even. But Jordan has a, a really nice ability to change his arm angle and still get the ball in there. Was it a little hot? Is that why Rome dropped it? Maybe, but I don't have a problem with putting velocity on that throw. But that was some some really good stuff moving in the pocket, dropping the arm angle to right, go right around the defender. That's something you can't really teach, right? That kind of spatial awareness, that's something we've seen from him couple times this year he has very good spatial awareness but that spatial awareness to understand what you intuitively need to do to get the ball where it needs to go super impressive which just makes the rest of it more frustrating the fact that he can't throw a deep ball he kind of refuses to fully step up and and release or the fact that the first touchdown catch probably should have been an interception Rome played some great defense on that throw right just under throwing bad accuracy, not putting the ball where it needs to go. Quite frankly, I don't think LaFleur's helping him a ton here, right? Before the game, they kind of talked about getting him some completions, getting some easy completions, get him in rhythm, get him going. He had a very bad completion percentage coming into the game. This game, he had a much better one. I think he was at like 67%, which that's good. That's good. It's a good place to be. The problem is when they're useless, when they're useless throws, like we saw in the first half. You can't throw the ball 31 times and only get 180 yards in this NFL today. To be able to attack intermediate and deep throws successfully. And for some reason, in the first half of these games, we're just taking intermediate in the intermediate throws out of the equation. Okay, so now we can't we can't throw deep because for whatever reason Jordan can't get it there. We're taking away the intermediate throws. That just leaves us with a bunch of bunch of short stuff that's not doing anything for us. It's just not threatening the defense in any way. And you pair that with our run game, which maxes out at 15 yards a pop, if we're lucky, probably like three yards a play. It's very hard in this league to sustain drives like that. And when you have an errant quarterback 
and you have a run game that's not explosive, you're going to be in for a lot of long drives, and everyone has to be on point. No one can make mistakes. And then you get some offensive line penalties. You add some wide receivers running the wrong routes. We are not functionally as sound a football team as we would need to be to run some of this stuff, to believe we could just slowly go up and down the field. We're too young. We're too inexperienced. Someone's going to mess up at some point. Just makes it more baffling why we keep taking these intermediate throws away from Jordan, which I thought, and I think most people thought, was his strength. Intermediate, middle of the field, that was kind of his bread and butter, right? Those deep ins, the crossers, that's what he had success with early on this season. And it feels like we're just taken away in the first half. We add it back in into the second half somewhat. Offense starts moving. That part is not on Jordan at all. That's a Lafleur problem, and hopefully we can get this figured out this week. Because it's just not good enough. The offense is not good enough. I'm sure Devin talked about it, but if we give up 20 points or less on defense, we need to win every football game. Right? That's the wave of the NFL. Most teams average well over 20 points a game on offense. And our offense just looks lethargic and out there. No explosion. If Lafleur got scared off of some of that intermediate stuff maybe during uh, the last couple games because Jordan has thrown interceptions on out on deep ends kind of in back-to-back games prior to this one. So maybe you just try to take that out of the playbook. I don't, I don't know. But I know that we need to play to our players' strengths. It does not seem like we're doing that on offense especially. There's a lot of talent here. Yeah, they got to figure it out and they got to grow together. But we got to let them, right? At the end of the day, this game was very frustrating for a lot of reasons. But the biggest one for me on offense was it was just the same game, right? What are we changing? What are we doing different to try to get us out of this funk, to try to attack the defense better, to try to utilize our weapons better? If we keep doing the same thing, we're going to keep getting the same outcome. I know this has not been the most... You know, uplifting episode or happiest thing, but it's like I said, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating to watch. Um, that's why I kind of included some more overarching thoughts here because it's just a repeat every week. So hopefully, we can break out of that this upcoming week. We got the Vikings. It sounds like Aaron Jones is going to play again, which is great. Christian Watson went out of this game at one point, looked like potentially a bad injury. Jordan Love threw kind of a hospital ball to him. He seems like he's going to be back. That's great. We're going to have a lot of pieces back. Hopefully Luke Musgrave plays. We just need to do something with it. And like we've seen, the Vikings, they got they got some talent on offense. I mean, Justin Jefferson's out. Jordan Addison's been playing really well. Kirk Cousins has been playing really well, unfortunately. TJ Hawkinson's a problem. We're, 17 points is not going to be good enough. We're going to have to put up some points this game to stay in it preferably in the first half for once that would be great seems the more time you give us to prepare for an opponent the worse the offense looks so here's hoping that we got a normal noon start this week hopefully we can come out and look good on a normal length week for the first time in what seems like forever that seems like enough rambling about me being grumpy with the offense for for one week hopefully next week we come back me and Devin will be back together We'll be talking about a win. Now we scored 38 points. That's my hope.
So until next time, go Pack Go.